Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Madeline, and Madeline has had some very weird encounters in an army barracks down in Victoria. Madeline, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's cool to have you on. I, uh, it's, it's great to get people who are in the services or in the army or, or, or just places like that on the show because I feel like there's a very straight cut type of attitude when it comes to people who are working in these types of industries because you don't really get a lot of wiggle room to to play around at work. And when you emailed me, my my ears really pricked up because Army Barracks is just one of those places where it's it's no mucking around. It's these are the rules. This is what you have to do. But you've been having some very, very weird encounters there, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah, I have. Um, you know, and like you said, you know, Army Barracks, especially in military services, it's very you know, foot to the ground, everything's very serious. There's there's no mucking around, really. So, you know, on the day-to-day basis, you know, you're in there to do a job, you do your job, and then you go home. And then you go back the next day and start it all again. So there's really, you know, there's no time to play around or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I always find these little spooky stories in Army Barracks so intriguing because I feel like it's, you're going to really piss someone off if you're going out there playing tricks when you're supposed to be doing something else. And I don't think the army's too forgiving when it comes to that type of stuff. No, definitely not. <laughs> so are you able to tell me about some of these weird encounters that you've been having with your with your co-workers? I can, yeah. So, yeah, so I work uh, on barracks in Victoria. Um, sadly, I can't name which ones. Um, but the barracks are split into um, four sections. We've got south, north, east and west barracks. Um, 
and Wayne Kent, I really started working um, at these particular barracks uh, probably early this year. Um, and my first kind of encounter happened um, when I was working in a building, which is where they do parachute work, so para rigging. Um, you know, I'll, when I go into that building, it's usually just me. Um, and it's quite a large building. So when you walk in the main door, there's a little foyer. And then as you continue walking in, you come to a big, big, big open space, almost like a basketball court size. Um, and it's all hardwood floors. And then there's a tiny section of carpet and a couple of chairs, you know, things for students to learn on. Um, and I was in there one day and I was walking down the hallway to do my business. And I heard a second set of footsteps. Uh, footsteps. So, you know, naturally I turn around and see if anyone's following you and there's no one there. Um, and I turned around, you know, thought nothing of it um, and continued what I was doing. Um, and then I heard it again. So I sort of turned around and looked and, you know, said, hello, anyone here? And there was nothing. Um, so I kind of brushed that off because, you know, people come and go out of those buildings fairly often. So I kind of just assumed, you know, one of the guys had come back to grab something they'd forgotten. Um, and then I went back another day uh, and the same thing happened and it was just I don't know how to describe it you kind of get this feeling that you know you're not alone in this building Um, and I know for sure I was alone in that building because I unlocked the door and then locked it behind me because that's obviously protocol what we do is when I go into a building I have to lock it behind me Um, yeah so that was definitely a little bit weird (laughs) Um, you, you don't really know what to think of that when you hear somebody running out on the floor and you come out of your little um, room and have a look and there's nobody there. So, and when I say footsteps, I'm not talking really about something quiet. These are, you know, big, loud boots, you know. It sounds like boots running on a basketball court. So it's, it's quite loud. Yeah, right. So you're not just hearing these these tiny, tiny little footsteps that, you know, people would probably connect with you, with those Hollywood movies where you hear the kind of the floor creaking and stuff like that. You're hearing heavy boots yeah, running down a hallway. No, this was... This was, you know, somebody running across this, the floor, you know, in, in, you know, boots. So it was definitely think somebody else is there. So I pop my head out, and there's just nothing. And that, that is, it's a very unnerving thing because you think, oh, am I hearing stuff? You know, have I had enough sleep last night? Um, yeah, but it's that was definitely a bit of a creepy uh, encounter for me. And it's happened a couple of times. It doesn't happen every time I go there, but it's usually at the end of the day. You know, when I go in to check the building and I lock it behind me and, you know, you just get this feeling that you really shouldn't be in that building. <laughs> yeah, that's really creepy. And it happens in the same building yeah. around the same time, does it? Yeah, it's usually, you know, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody in that building kind of leaves by two o'clock. Um, and I go in to do a second. We do, um, obviously, with COVID, we do our touch points and things after everybody goes home to make sure everything's done to Um yeah, you go in and you hear somebody running across the floor, and just yeah, it's 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 very weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very very creepy because I know those army barracks they they get so echoey when no one else is in there, and they to do. and to hear that happening, it would just send chills down your spine. It it really does. It's you know if if you've ever you know had any kind of encounter you'll know what I'm talking about but it's just it's so unnerving and you just you suddenly don't really feel 100% safe because you don't know what else is there really and you don't want to believe that there is anything else there but you know when it happens when it sort of happens more than once you go oh there might be something else here that I don't know so have you had any other encounters with uh, like weird things like that in those barracks 
I have, yeah. So there was another building. There's a really this one. I really I can't make it up. It's 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 really, you know, if I was to make this story up, it would just it would not be true. It's just you wouldn't believe it unless it happened. So um, over the, across the road in the North Barracks, um, we were building we were bringing a building back online, which means the building's been offline. You know, no one's been in it for ages and ages. It's a really really old building. So all the buildings on the north side are about oh, 1940s. Um, and we were bringing this building back online. They just done some renovations in the bathroom um, to put new soldiers into those buildings. Um, and while myself and a co-worker were in there for about a week um, bringing this building back online, you know, you would, you just as soon as you walk up to this building, it, you just you don't, it doesn't feel right. It really doesn't feel right. It's a very old, you know, it's it's creepy looking. It's a creepy looking building. <laughs> as soon as you get in the door, you just don't feel. Right, and uh, one day a co-worker and I were in there um, and we could hear sort of banging on the walls and, and things and we thought, oh, maybe there's you know some other contractors or something in there. Um, obviously, having fresh renovations, you would assume that there might be. Um, and we sort of walked up to this where the, the banging was coming from and you know there was nothing in there. So we thought, oh, okay, well, that's a bit weird. So we just continued about our business. Um, and then we heard... So in the, in the new bathroom, sorry, I'll just explain. So in the new bathroom, um, when you walk into the bathroom, it's a sensor fan. So, you know, when somebody walks in, the fans come on, the lights turn on automatically. Yeah, yeah, I know the ones. Um, yeah. And so we were up the hallway and you could hear the fans turn on in the upstairs bathroom. And I, I sort of turned and looked at my, my, co-work, my co-worker and I said, the, the bathroom fan just turned on. And she looked at me and thought, oh, that's a bit weird. So we walked up and knocked on the door and said, hello, you know, is anybody in here? And there was just nothing. It was absolutely, it was, there was nobody in there. You know, I can't make it up. And then we walked out um, and thought maybe, you know, the electrical's a bit off or something and the fans had just come on. Um, and then we heard a toilet flush. So it was, it was, it was very creepy. And, and that moment when you hear that and you go, I know there's nobody else in here, but a toilet just flushed up the, you know, up the hallway in the bathroom. And you just this feeling comes over you, you know, that's just so unnerving. It's it's oh, it's ridiculous. So we walked up to the bathroom, again knocked on the door. Hello, anybody in there? Nobody was in there. Um, and then we could hear this dripping in the drain. And I think I sent you the video of afterwards when we, you know, we were running back to the bathroom trying to explain what happened on the video because I wanted to catch it on video in case nobody believed me. Um, and we walked up to this drain, or well, I walked up to the drain in one of the showers, um, and I looked in the drain, and then just the biggest, biggest, biggest gurgling noise, it was so loud, I cannot explain it, came out of this drain and just scared the absolute, you know, Jesus out of both of us, and we both ran straight out the door. Oh, it was, it was crazy. And I think that was because we were both already, we were both on edge already. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine so, because that's some very, very creepy activity going on in that in that building there because to to hear the lights kind of go on with the center that kind of makes you go all right something's up there then you go up there and they flush the toilet which is i have a question about that is that like a sensor-based toilet or is that kind of just a, a standard toilet like you have to press the button to flush it no yeah that's a toilet you would have to press the button there's, there's no there's no sensor toilets all of them either have a button on the wall you have to lean on to press or, you know, your standard toilet flushing. So for that to happen, that was, you know, that was very odd. There would have to be somebody in there to flush that toilet. 
yeah, that's creepy because toilets, they, I've never even heard of a toilet just randomly flushing by itself. Just flushing on its own. It just doesn't happen because if anybody knows how a toilet works, you've got to push the button down to release the water and so and so. So it was, it was very, very unnerving. Yeah, that would be. It really would be. And then to hear that gurgling in the drain. So I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this gurgling sound. So was it like a growl type of noise? No, so it started, you know, just as a drip. You know, after you have a shower um, and you turn the water off and the water kind of drips down um, the drain, the remainder of the water, you know, drip, drip, drip down the, down the drain. And that's what it started like, you know, and I thought, oh, well, maybe the way they've set up the plumbing or something because of the toilet flushing, maybe the water's just come through or, or you know, whatnot. Um, and it just wasn't the case. And when we sort of went back in, got our nerve back and sort of went back in, that's what I was doing, um, you could see that one of the shower handles had been turned. It's one of the handles, you know, you turn it uh, left for hot water and right for cold water. Um, and all of them are straight because, you know, people had just come through and cleaned them. Everything was straight and in line because, you know, military is very disciplined. And that one shower, the handle had been turned. Um, and that was where the, the noise came from. And I think it, it just scared me so much because I was already uneasy about the things that had happened before, you know, the banging on the walls, the scraping, um, the sensor lights coming on. And I just sort of walked up to the, the shower. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to look down the drain, uh, but I did anyway. Um, and, yeah, that's when the, the noise just came out, and it was just so deafening. It was so loud. I just I could not – it just didn't make sense in my brain how that could happen. I just got it was chills. Just, it was so loud. That's really creepy. I mean – I. I just thought it might have been just a, a strange gurgle that you heard, but for it to be really, really loud, that's spooky. It was. It was It was really loud. It was loud enough that it, you know, it's not the normal sound you'd find, you know, after you had a shower and the water comes down the drain. It was so loud. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. It's, it's kind of like when you let all the bath water out of a bath and it makes that really loud gurgling sound, but it was a lot deeper and it was ten times louder. Yeah, that's that's really weird. I I really don't know what to make of that because uh, people could say, oh, maybe maybe it was just the drain emptying or or something like that. But I mean, drains don't operate that loudly, or they don't make noises like that. No, they don't. No, no. And there was one there was one other thing um, that happened in that particular building as well. Just before I kind of explain the next building. Um, there's a, there's a small cleaner's cupboard, sort of uh, pantry size, just like a small single pantry size. Um, and it's just a small cupboard and it's got one shelf in it and it had um, three baskets on the on the shelf um, and they were labelled, you know, uh, linen, pillow slips, uh, you know, bed sheets, that kind of stuff. Um, and we checked that cupboard, obviously, because we're, we're bringing the building back online. We've got to make sure there's nothing else in there. So it's empty. People can put their things in there. The cleaners can put their things in there. Um, and one of the signs which are laminated was on the floor. So I picked it up and stuck it back on one of the baskets. And as I closed the door, it was right when I shut that cupboard door, there was a big bang and I jumped back and I opened up the cupboard and the sign uh, it literally just disappeared. I have no idea where it went. We still can't find it. It was, it, yeah, it was very weird. I sort of stood there scratching my head, and I even looked on the roof. I, I, I could not find it anywhere. That's that's very weird. So, what what type of sign was that? It was just 
an A4, you know, it was just a piece of paper that had, had um, pillow slips printed on it and was just laminated with a bit of blue tack on the back of it, just, you know, just a standard um, sign just stuck on one of these baskets. Um, it was a crate, actually, sorry, not a basket. I couldn't figure out the word for it. They were just crates. So, yeah, it was just stuck on this crate for people to put their pillow slips in and stuff. And, um, yeah, it, it, it just literally vanished. I, I still can't find it. We looked absolutely everywhere for it. Have no idea where it went. Yeah, so it's not like it's a, a small sign or anything like that. Not like a little name badge type thing. This is this is a big sign. No, it was an A. This is an A four piece of paper. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in this in this army barracks. That's for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. And sadly, that's not all of it. <laughs> oh wow, really? And now a quick word from our sponsor. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, yeah. so the third building uh, is by far, I would say, the creepiest. Um, and it's one that I will now refuse to go into alone. I, I really don't like it. And, you know, I'm not somebody that gets... Um, put off by things very easily. I'll sort of take things on my stride, but I, I absolutely refuse to go in there on my own anymore. It's it just the experiences that I've had in this building have literally just, I would say, haunted me. They, they are, it's been yeah, pretty, pretty intense. Um, so this building, yeah, is um, the Army Cinema. So it's actually off base. Um, it's on a little uh, section of um, strip that's owned by the council. Um, but it's still army property. Um, and we go in there a couple of times a week to check it out. Obviously, it's closed at the moment with coronavirus. Um, and I went in there, I've been in there, you know, heaps of times with other people um, and never really thought much of it. But there was one day when I had to go in there um, and just do touch points and things like that for coronavirus again. Um, and it was, when you walk up to this, this cinema, you know, it's, it's just eerie. It's just really eerie. You know, there's some um, steps up to the front door and when you look in, everything's just dark. There's no, you know, um, skylights or anything like that. There's hardly any windows. You know how cinemas are usually pretty dark, um, but this cinema is very, very dark and you, you walk, I'm up the door, walk into the little foyer um, and you have to go into the ticket booth to turn all of the lights on. Um, so you sort of walk in there turn all the lights on for the auditorium where they actually play the movies and things and you know the bathroom the hallway all those lights are in the ticket booth and so when you turn the auditorium lights on they take probably five minutes to fully turn on um, and they sort of light up very very slowly um, so what happens is I go in I turn all the lights on and then I usually go straight up to the cupboard um, where all the cleaning things are um, which is up around a hallway so the cinema's set out kind of like um, a square sort of horseshoe shape so it's um, just like a U but square 
um, and the, the auditorium's in the middle, and there's a hallway that runs right around the outside of the auditorium, and the bathrooms are at the back. Um, and one day I'd walk in, and I'd turn all the lights on. You kind of looked to your, your right um, and see the auditorium. It's very, very dark and a bit eerie. And somebody that's, you know, scared of the dark, you wouldn't want to go in there on your own. Um, and I had just heard this weird sort of scratching noise, I guess. It was, yeah, it was a bit of a scratching noise. Um, and I kind of stopped and looked around and I couldn't see anything. I thought, you know, maybe there's a possum in the roof or, you know, a rat somewhere or something like that. You know, hope there wouldn't. I was a little bit scared of small animals. Um, and I looked up to the left and I could see, you know, the shadow from where the, the light hit the wall and there's a bit of, you know, there's a sharp line where the light sort of stops where the wall gets in the way um, on the floor. And I could see that line of that shadow just kind of moving a little bit. And it was only so slight that I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'm not seeing that properly or that, you know, it's just a, a trick of my imagination. And then it, it moved. It, it really moved. And there was sort of a, a, a person figure on the floor, um, almost like somebody was standing just behind that wall. And that, that, really, that really scared me. That, yeah, I can't. I can't really explain the feeling that I had when I saw that. Uh, yeah, because knowing that I had just come into the cinema and nobody else was there, there was no cars in the parking lot. I had unlocked all the doors, turned all the lights on. Yeah, it was it was quite unnerving to think that somebody else had been in there. It really would be because those those places, you know, they they they're really locked down really really well, and to to go in there knowing that you're the only person that's in that entire building, and then to see this this shadow figure. That's enough to push push someone yeah. over the edge. It, it it really was, and you know, I'm I feel, I still haven't told my boss this, but I turned around and walked straight out the door. I said no to that. <laughs> I turned around and walked out, but I'm not going back in there. It really scared me, um, and I ended up having to go back. Uh, and I went back a couple of days later. I'd kind of put off going back, just knowing you know what I had seen, trying to kind of come to terms with it in my brain as to whether that was actually real or not, or whether you know. You think maybe your mind's playing tricks on you. Um, and the same thing happened. I walked in and as soon as I got up to the front door, I got chills and I just, I felt so uneasy. I didn't, I really did not want to go in there, but I did and I pushed through it and I walked in and usually the cinema is cold, but on this particular day, it was sunny outside and I walked inside and the building was absolutely freezing. It was like, it was Arctic. It was so cold. You know, I could nearly see my breast. It was that cold. And it, for a sunny day, it shouldn't have been that cold. That's really interesting because I've heard theories that spirits will take, uh, I guess, energy out of a room, and uh, heat is, you know, obviously a source of energy to to kind of power themselves to to kind of give themselves a little bit more. I, I know this isn't the right word, but life um, to to be active, and. That's one of the the tell tell signs of uh, of a haunting is that yeah the rooms are icy icy cold because the the spirit yep. has just sucked all the heat all the energy out of it. Yep. Well, I would I would definitely say that's what happened here, and you know I'm I don't think much of spirits. I definitely believe in them, but I've you know I don't think a lot of them um, on a day to day basis. But this I could not make this up. The building was so cold, and the feeling that I had in that building was like something was pushing me to get out I you know it was like something subconsciously was telling me I was not supposed to be in the cinema that day um, 
but I, I ignored it because I had a job to do, you know, so I kept going about my business, I turned all the lights on, um, and the auditorium lights on that particular day wouldn't come on, and I had turned them on, turned them off again, all the other lights were working, but the auditorium lights weren't, and in the auditorium, um, I'm actually not sure if I included this in my, my email, I should have, the auditorium lights have a secondary light at the back of the auditorium, so you know you can actually turn all the lights on from inside the auditorium, and I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I decided to go inside the auditorium and turn all the lights on from the inside. And I walked, you know, through the curtains down the little hallway, which um, brings you into the auditorium where all the seats are. The big movie screen is up on a stage, um, and it was the same thing. I would walk through the building, and the auditorium was slightly warmer, but it's like I would hit in the room that were just arctic as i would walk through there'd be cold spots throughout the room it was it was really really creepy yeah that would be very very unsettling have any of your your workmates encountered the same type of um situations in that in that building yeah so you know i sort of went back at lunchtime after you know when we were dealing with the building we had to bring back online you know you go back at lunchtime and be like oh my goodness this happened in the building we couldn't explain it it was really weird you know, and people laugh about it. We all laugh about it and go, oh, you saw a ghost, haha. But it's, you know, it's really not funny. <laughs> and then, you know, you kind of hear other people talking, oh, well, you know, there's some other workers that said the same thing. They went there a couple of years ago and it was the same deal. And especially with the cinema, there's um, two other workers um, who are contractors on base who um, do the cleaning there and they refused. They, both of those people refused to go into the cinema. Um, and I would believe that would be because of. You know, the same kind of experience of seeing shadows on the floor, hearing, you know, some quite loud scratching and banging and things. Um, and when you sort of walk through the auditorium, when I was in there that second day when it was really, really cold, you just feel, you, you almost feel like somebody is right behind you. But then if you turn around, there's nobody there. And it's 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 so unnerving that you know it's, it's almost like you know somebody's so close to you that they can touch you, they can put a hand on you or something like that. And it was. Yeah, it's very, very creepy. And I've spoken to one of those two other workers um, and she did confirm that she had the same feelings in that building. Um, and she, ref- you know, she's quite, quite a bit older than me. And she's been working here for a lot longer than I have. And she, you know, she said that this, the same kind of things had happened. So, yeah, now now I don't go into the cinema alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That's That's really creepy because... To have so many encounters in the other buildings, and it kind of just seems like this whole place is just absolutely, absolutely full of this paranormal activity, and it it almost sounds like there's something evil in this in this cinema. Yeah, and you know, and I don't want to label it. I don't want to label it. Say yes, there's an evil spirit in that cinema, but the experiences that I've had in there, I I really can't put down to anything that's not paranormal. I can't, I can't do it. I, you know, when I go back, I, I rang my mum after I was in there and I said, mum, this happened and this happened. And, you know, she was immediately telling me I needed to take um, rosary beads in with me. You know, I should I should go and get a stage stick or something like that. But, you know, that's, yeah, that's getting to the point where if it's really that bad and there really is, you know, so as some would say, an evil spirit in there or a poltergeist or something like that. I don't want to be in there. I don't, I don't want to be the one that tries to get it out. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Let let someone else take care of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for that. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree on that one. It's, um, you know, there's, and the thing is, there's professionals out there who, who do that type of stuff. And I always think it's, exactly. it, there's a lot of dangerous activity that you can get involved in if you try to, to do a home job essentially on, on trying to rid a place of something that's not supposed to be there. So take, take that, take that as you will. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, and since this, these things have happened, you know, little things have happened since, like that was a couple of weeks ago that I emailed you. Um, and, you know, smaller things have happened since, like I'll still hear banging, I'll still, I still hear footsteps in the, you know, in the para rigging building across the floor when I go in. Um, but the feeling of, you know, not being safe and, and really the, the, the flight sense, the flight um, reaction it has not occurred that strongly in, in any other building apart from the cinema. And I just, I've told my boss, I, I just can't go in there on my own anymore. So, yeah, and I, I've got rosary beads in my car now in case I need to go in there. But I don't sound silly to other people, but, you know, it's it's not something I want to mess around in. And when my coworker and I were bringing that building back online for that week um, over on the north side, you know, on our breaks, we would sit there and go, oh, I wonder if there's any history on the building. So, you know, we'd do a Google search, we'd go on um, some of the army resources, and there is just, when I say there is no history, and there should be, there is no history. There is not a single piece of information on any of those buildings. So that's also, I found really weird. That is really weird because, you know, they usually name those blocks after after important people or, or things like that. For them to have no history... That's very, very weird. It is. It's very odd and it's very unnerving because, you know, there's a lot of other buildings that have names, like you said, um, and there's, you know, usually a plaque on the near the front door of certain buildings which sort of explain to you who it's named after, what the history is, that kind of thing. But it's the same with the cinema. If you search up the cinema, all you will find is that it's owned by Air Force, um, which it's actually not owned by the Army, but I don't know why that's on there. Um, and that's it. There's just no other history. You know, if you search up, myself and my coworker were thinking, oh, maybe somebody had died in the building. If that, you know, if, if it's haunted, um, and there's just nothing. There's no information. Yeah, that's really weird because I think earlier you said that these buildings they were originally constructed in the 1940s or 1950s. In the 40s, yeah, in the 40s. That's the only bit of information you can find is that when they were constructed, which is actually when the base was built um, in the 40s. So. That's the only bit of information, and and the buildings don't, be, don't get me wrong; like they look like they are from the forties. They are very, very old and run not run down, but they they're getting old on the outside, and they're getting renovated on the inside. Yeah, for no recorded history for a building that's eighty years old, that's uh, that raises some questions. Exactly. exactly. Is there any rumours that go around? about the about those buildings about the bases before you started to experience these things or is this just something that is just common knowledge that hey these buildings are actually haunted just be a little bit careful when you go into the cinema i think it's it's kind of become a bit of a joke because you know when you're dealing with military things there's not much you know that's not serious so you know when you kind of bring this back to the lunchroom it's a bit of a story to tell oh i had this happen in this building and oh, this happened in this building and people go, oh, watch out, you know, oh, there's a ghost in there. It's a bit of a joke. It's it's like I listened to your podcast about the bloke that was down at Puckapunil. Um and it's the same kind of deal, you know, people kind of throw stories around, but there's no real sort of solid rumours that, oh, this it's actually, you know, so-and-so ghost who died back in this year and has haunted the building ever since. There's none of that sort of solid rumour. 
It's a bit of a shame because it would almost give a little bit of credence to to these hauntings if there was that one little trace of history there. Exactly, and it, you know, it would maybe make me feel a little bit better if I knew who I was. If it was a certain spirit that I was dealing with, um, but it, instead, I just have no idea. And I can't find any history on it at all. Yeah, and that's that's really weird. And I I could imagine even if you ask the 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 people that you work with, they'll probably be the same. They'll all find these dead ends when it comes to I guess the the story behind these buildings. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I had gone down to the museum and asked you know some of the blokes down there, and you know, they know and they they know history. You know, especially the army because they work in the army museum. Um, and it's the same deal. Oh, well, they were built in the 40s and, you know, they've always been used to um, have students when the army um, trainees come down doing their courses. You know, they're just accommodation blocks, really. Um, so that building we brought back online was an accommodation block for females um, and then it got split into co-ed um, and now it's gone back. So we've just brought it back online for female only. Um, the cinema's... Just, there's just no history like you know it was it was built people watch movies and that's all i get really uh, it's tough isn't it i mean it's just one of those things where if there's no history there's no history and if no one's sharing it's it's a dead end yeah exactly so in the in the video that you sent me it's it's quite evident that you and your your workmate are, are quite shook up from the the situations that have been happening there are your other co-workers oh, we petrified yeah, absolutely. You were. I could. I could absolutely tell because you can genuinely hear the the fear in your voice. There was a lot of rushing around, and I guess my question is: Do your other coworkers do they have those same experiences, and do they have those same types of reactions, or are they a little bit more accustomed to what kind of what's going on there now? Um, I don't really know. I can't really answer that one with a yes or no answer because I think you know a lot of people usually we sort of work in groups. Um, so if somebody's getting sent to a certain building, we, don't, we won't often go on our own. We'll usually go with a group. There'll be, you know, two or three people that go. Um, but people have definitely had experiences where they've been unnerved. But I don't think, I think I would safely say that myself and my particular co-worker I was working with were the first two to really have something quite unsettling happen. Right. So you're really the first link in a chain of, uh, in a chain of reaction, really. I would say so, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and... In that video, I, I'm, I'm 20, by the way, I'm only 20, but my co-worker is 33. So, if, you know, if people were thinking, oh, well, you know, Madeline's a little bit young and dumb and stupid and might play a bit of a joke, how do you scare a 33-year-old up to really that, you know, she's shaking? Yeah, because this is now, I'm starting to, to see a little bit of a picture here because I wonder if the, the renovations to the building have awoken something in i guess in the spiritual world relating to that building it's quite possible that's definitely one theory you could put down to it because you know nobody else has from what i know so far has ever really had an issue with that particular building but they are quite old and because there's no history on them you don't really know what's happened and who's been in there and that sort of thing and they have you know completely gutted out the bathrooms but completely redone the bathrooms but all the rooms are still very very old yeah, it's it's interesting because, like you said on the on the one of the previous episodes where I interviewed a gentleman who uh, works on the the I think it's the Pakapenyal uh, Army Base. He he said, you know, the yep. the Army bases are not really a, a place of of happiness in a, in a sense. You know, like you're no, there because <laughs> you're there because of war. You're there because of uh, like not great reasons. So he um no. 
he kind of had this theory that you know there's a there's a lot of negative energy that comes around these these types of i guess places just because you know no one's no one's there for for super super positive reasons and because these these bases they're so old and especially this one you know it's 80 years old it's there's there's a lot of history that would be there even if it is unwritten um there there would be yeah. a lot of anguish around that base i would imagine way way back in the day and i wonder if this is just some residual type of hauntings or some residual energy that's just hanging around because of all of that it, it, it's quite possible that that could be what it is i i hadn't actually thought of that I hear stories of people who who do renovations on houses that they they may buy, they may be heritage listed or something like that. And as soon as they start to knock down walls that they maybe shouldn't be or, or stuff like that, weird stuff starts to happen in these houses. And it, it I don't know it just made me think maybe this is the case with the the renovations that's going on in those bathrooms. Maybe there's a there's a dark history that. And that could be the reason why there's nothing written in in the in the books there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that thought alone sort of doesn't really sit very well with me because they are actually um, planning on doing quite a couple of renovations to a lot of different buildings um, because obviously they're getting quite old. And because it's sort of quiet at the moment with coronavirus, um, that's when they're they're sort of taking the time to think about what upgrades they could do, you know, so that the students are more comfortable in a slightly more modern. Uh, accommodation block and things yeah absolutely and i tell you what if you find out if they if they are making more changes to the buildings and more activity is happening let me know because i'd love to get a i guess an update it kind of be almost a, a a sense of um clarity that hey the more you muck around with an old building expect some weird stuff to start happening the more happens yeah most definitely i will, I will definitely keep an eye on that for you so, Madeline, just before I, I let you shoot off there tonight, what do you what do you think these are? Like, do you think they're ghosts? Do you think they're spirits? Do you think do you think they're there for for good reasons, bad reasons, anything like that? I, if I'm being blatantly honest with you, I really don't think they're good, and that's coming from somebody who's experienced all of this firsthand. I've I've had a couple of other experiences in my lifetime, which have been you know have given me a completely different feeling. The only feeling that I get when I'm in these experiences is negative. So I'm quite positive in my response of saying they're not good. And that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You know, especially if you've had experiences in the past and uh, if they've especially been positive experiences, you know, there's an obvious difference in that feeling. There really is. And it's not so much the experience. Um, and to anybody else who's ever had an experience, it's the feeling that you get during the experience. You know, something that could happen and you could get a, a positive feeling about it. When something happens and then you immediately feel scared and you feel like you should not be there and you feel like you need to run, that's not a good feeling. Yeah, that's that's kind of troubling, isn't it? Because the the one that really does stand out for me is just that how how terrified you were in the in the cinema there, and you know it's got to be a really really terrifying encounter to never want to go back into a building again. Yeah, exactly. Especially on my own. You know, I, I, you almost get the feeling that, you know, something might happen to you. You know, if they're, if they're able to do things, whatever they are, the spirits or whatever they are, if they're able to make shadows on the floor, you know, there's not a doubt in my mind that they could do something to somebody. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me.
My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.